Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number two of the third annual Hall of Fame Bites OVP style. Wow. I am Joe Murata alongside the finely sharply dressed Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Uh, howdy doody. Howdy doody here at the Hall of Fame. Uh, week two at this hall. We're in the hall, folks. We're, we're in- still here. We're inside the hall. It's isn't pretty this, impressive. Isn't this incredible? Nice uh, facilities here at the hall, oh, I've noticed. They're, they're, oh, they're <laughs> wonderful. They're pristine. Pristine. They're nice and clean. I mean, it's a special event, really. Obviously. The, the, obviously, the toilets have <laughs> to be a clean crapper. Yeah. And folks, if you are not up to snuff on who the hell we are, who are these guys if you're watching on YouTube? in suits for no real apparent reason, talking about uh, the latest WWE Hall of Fame inductees. And if you're stumbling upon this on our audio feed, same thing. Who are, what are we doing? I well, don't know. I don't know either. That's a good question. Maybe you, you can answer here. it for us. Don't you know? <laughs> no, but uh, in all seriousness, we do a regular Monday retro wrestling podcast where we talk about all sorts of stuff from the 80s, the 90s, sometimes even 60s and 70s, Quinn. Yeah, come to our house. We got all kinds of we things. We got all kinds of stuff over at OVP. And you can find that. Just go to ovppodcast.com, or you can check out the links in the description if you're watching on YouTube. But, Quinn, last week we handled the first two inductees, which would be DX and the Hunky Tunk Man. Yep, not yeah. not Brutus the Barber. No, not, not, not Brutus the Barber. Allegedly. In this. Maybe we'll find out next week or I hope something. so. Uh, but this week we have two more inductees, the next two into the 2019 WWE Hall of Fame class. Uh, one of them, bit controversial. Is it Regis? It's not Regis. He has not made the cut yet. One day. One day. Regis might make it. But, Quinn, I guess without any further ado, why don't we talk about our next inductee. Whose music is this? (laughs) What? Well, it's Tori Wilson, of course. Oh, her. Yeah, now... (laughs) Miss Broad Panties Match. Yeah, Miss... uh... Brought a dog to the ring or whatever, a chihuahua. Yeah. What was oh, it? Did, didn't, didn't oh, she, yeah, she did have a dog. She She's had so many things, yeah. like gimmicks over She's the had years. a lot of things that we remember, and perhaps that's a good reason why she's in the Hall of Fame, because uh, we're going to come up with some reasons about why Tori Wilson's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm determined I, I, to. I always confuse if she was a Dudley girl, but I think that no, was Stacey <laughs> that wasn't her. Yeah, it was Stacey. Oh, okay. Uh, so Tori Wilson... Uh, who is now pretty much an online celebrity, a fitness, celebrity fitness trainer type of thing. She did yoga, I think. She did yoga, cross f- training. I don't know what she does. She mm. works out a lot. Let's oh, put good, it that good way. Good for her. And she's she's a, staying in shape, you she know? She is. And she's a very beautiful woman, always has oh, been. Yeah. Very, very, uh, very pretty lady. Just ask A-Rod. Just ask A-Rod. Yeah, I like her a lot um, <laughs> back in the day when they did it. But Tori Wilson entered the wrestling scene in WCW in 1999. And I just want to clarify, Quinn. Mm-hmm. Because I know that sometimes bad ideas of WCW's past and weird ideas get pinned on Vince Russo. Uh, no, Vince Russo did not bring Tori Wilson into WCW. So let's get that out of the way first and foremost. She came in early in 1999. Okay, so yeah, that that's a that's good. Don't pin it on him. I mean, I don't like when he gets blamed for things. Yeah, so. and I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you know so much. But Tori Wilson came in and she was a her most famous thing. I guess she did in WCW was the David Flair angle, Quinn. Yeah, um, she came in and uh, David Flair was uh, fighting his daddy, I think. Yeah, daddy, and daddy Flair. Daddy Flair and uh, Tori Wilson joined him along for the ride. Yep. His, uh, his girlfriend, I girlfriend, guess. Girlfriend, yeah. That's I, the way well, they I always it. got the in- impression that it was like 
she's only his girlfriend because he's David Flair with the flair at the end. Oh, like there, she there was, was bilking him. Right. Like they, they, bilking. I want to say the story went there at some point, but it's Tori Wilson. So I'm not going to like, you know, act like I know everything <laughs> yeah. because who was really paying attention to Tori Wilson in WCW? Who was really paying attention to WCW after 99 anyway? Right. Maybe you were and for that. I apologize out there. But so then she left WCW the end of 2000. And again, she was young at the time. She was probably in her mid 20s, I think, off the top of my head when she joined wrestling, joined WCW. She wasn't a wrestling fan growing up and she admitted that. Uh, she didn't. I don't know why specifically she got into it. I think she got noticed, and she had been trying some bit acting parts, and she, she got into the. Comes off like somebody who you know back when WCW was just hunting for girls because I think at that time WWF had acquired a bunch of women. Well, Sable being the most right, notable, and all WCW really had at the time was Kimberly and the Nitro Girls. But the Nitro Girls weren't really like on-screen characters. They were just, not at that time. Right. So this is was an acquisition phase. Like they got. Asia and Tori Wilson. <laughs> Stacey Keebler. And Stacey Keebler. Yeah. Like, I want to say those are like the three women because they, they got a China imitation, they got a Sable imitation, <laughs> and a Sunny imitation. Like, I mean, they did, they, well, they, the trifecta, baby. I guess so. It wouldn't be WCW without a little imitation here and there. But I'll give them this. Uh, Tori Wilson was, I think, properly used in WCW as a good valet. I mean, she was, like I said, very striking, very beautiful. Yeah, I always thought... Catches of, your eye. Of, of that, those three acquisitions because honestly, that, that, was a thing. Um, I actually thought Stacy was the best one, but Tori Wilson was like the she was kind of like the supermodel one, you know. She, like yeah. they're like, "Whoa, is this girl like belong in wrestling?" You right. know. And then she left WCW the end of two thousand, came into the WWE right around the time of the invasion angle. Right. That ill-fated endeavor that they undertook now, there. If I recall, around that time period, also it happened in WCW originally, but wasn't she hanging around Kidman or something? At yeah, I think point. she was involved with Kidman and WCW also. Right. But they dated that, in real did, life, too. Did that not carry over to the World uh, Wildlife it, Federation? I think it carried over to the Panda Federation. Yeah. yeah, I believe you're right there. And mainly she feuded with the WWF divas uh, mm-hmm. when she came in, you know, Trish and Lita, Lita apparently. Right. And I don't, you know, I'm not going to pretend that there's a lot of memorable Tori Wilson angles, but we'd be remiss, Quinn, if we did not mention that hot angle of 2002, 2003. With Dawn Marie. Yes, uh, or Darlene, Darlene or as you whatever her name is. Yeah, when Tori Wilson's dad was introduced as a Al character. Wilson. Now, Al Wilson's interesting Her to real me dad. Because he predates Mr. Cena and, and Mr. Miz and all that. Yeah, Miz's dad, right. Right, like he predates, the only dad really before that was like Vince McMahon to Shane and Stephanie. Well, don't forget Angelo Papo. Oh, yeah, don't remind me about that. <laughs> Maybe forget Angelo Poffo yeah. actually while you're at it. But oh, and uh, Axe Perfect, <laughs> yeah, uh, Axe, Larry Axe Perfect, <laughs> yeah, him. So, and they got married, uh, Dawn Marie and Al Wilson, in their underpants on Monday Night Raw, I believe it was. Uh, and then, <laughs> do Al- you remember the, any of the details <laughs> yeah. of that? Because I just, yeah. I, I remember that angle in gifts. Like, no, that's a fine way to remember it. Really, this like, day and age, I definitely watched it, but I. It's more like an internet meme kind of like thing to me. Isn't that the rightful place for an angle like that, though, <laughs> to I be fondly s- remembered 16 years later? And I want to say it might have happened on SmackDown and it not might have Raw. Been. I think you're right, actually. Because it seems like the kind of garbage that would be on SmackDown. I think it sounds about right. And then, of course, Al Wilson tragically died while having sex. Right, but not really. No, not in real life. Yeah, it was just, it was all fake, it folks. Was, it's in fake. Case, in case you... Kayfabe, they call it. They, I, well, I think it would be very upsetting if he really passed on. You know, in in while doing the angle, that'd be yeah, horrible. Yeah, like that, like they just they wrote that in, just right? To, but that that's not what happened, folks. <laughs> no, it's not. And then she actually stayed with the WF for uh, 
six, seven more years. Many she left years. The, she left in 2008, believe it or not. She had been through a stable of like Vince's Little Devils or whatever it was called with that was a Candace, Michelle, and Victoria there or some so shit. There so many throwaway nonsense Feuds with things. Sable. Like, I felt like the women's division at that time was like two-week feuds uh, yeah. that would get blown off in a broad panties match at, at some pay-per-view. An all-you-can-eat pudding match. Yeah, pudding match. Something like... Um, they wear some theme of outfit match. Right, of like course, Santa's little helper match. The schoolgirl match. NASCAR driver match. Sometimes they'd even like go old school and have the uh, just the straight up evening gown match. True, yep. Yeah. Uh, Custodians of America match. Yeah. Very popular one. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> that's Tori Wilson, maybe. I mean, honestly, here's, <laughs> here's the thing with her. I hate to say it, but I mean, like, what else other than the dog? Yeah, the dog and the Al Wilson stuff. But yeah. let's be honest here about Tori Wilson and as objective as we can, because a lot of people are like, the fun, and then some people are like, no, she should definitely be in. I mean, look, first of all, it's the WWE Hall of Fame we're talking about. Right. This isn't, how do I put this delicately? It's not the Meltzer Match Hall of Fame. No, I mean. It's it, not Cauliflower Alley. It's It has the E in it still. WWE. Right, the entertainment. Right. Not that I'm going to go out there and say that this was some fine entertainment or anything, but, you know, they were trying to entertain, so I guess, like, she qualifies. Would you say that she was good at what she did? I think so. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't you know supposed what? to be like, a wrestler. Honestly, she was not hired to be a wrestler. She'd right. have some matches. Matches. Um, she dressed up like a cowboy a lot yeah, of and course. maybe like a military lady, <laughs> but, like... You know, that's what she was there for. That's, it was the mid two thousands. That's what they wanted. They were there America for. was in 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 fashion, and if you could dress up like all sorts of that's American right. characters, that's right. and that's right, American flag, fucking hat. Yeah, like I think she <laughs> had a Native American battle royal at Thanksgiving or something. I don't know if that's right. I, no, that might have happened. No, I just mean I don't know if that's right to oh. do that. Uh, would Would you say that she was more talented than Sable? Because I would. Um, more talented than Sable. Yeah, Actually, more charismatic, I, more likable. I disagree. And get I'll out you, of here. I'll, no, I'll, we're shutting the show down. I'll Good night. I'll tell you why. Uh, oh, we're still on. No, two two words. Sable bomb. Shut up. I never saw Tori Wilson do no power bomb. The, the other the receiver <laughs> was doing all the work on that. Like she still. did it to Mero. You don't think he propelled himself up in the air and worked? I think with this comes bullshit. down to your hate for Sable. No, I just don't think she's very talented. That was my initial argument. I think Sable's a breakthrough character. Broke through what? Well, because it helped them get more edgy. They were, you know, they were, you know, prude or whatever before that. And they, they, they like to talk about how it's like, bad guy. like she's part of the attitude era. You know? Bro. She, she definitely, Sable added some attitude, but this isn't really about no. Sable. This is about Tori Wilson, I was just who trying was to... like an after part well, of it. Yeah, the ruthless aggression, quote unquote, era, which does WWE actually call it that now, or is it still fan branded? So I think actually ruthless aggression comes from the WWE 2K video games, because I believe that they called it that like on a, on an official level, like when you played through that oh, era. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because yeah. Cena said it once in that promo where he debuted against Angle. I think Angle. it's just an excuse because they don't know what else to call it. Right, because like, it's not the Attitude Era, because like everyone's gone from the Attitude why, Era. Why... They like to call things the Hogan era and stuff. Why don't they just call it the Cena era? Like well, they don't. I, that I seems like pretty like honest about what it is. Yeah. To say, yeah. But I was gonna say about the ruthless aggression era. For all the crap the attitude era gets, and some of it deserved, the ruthless aggression era was arguably more raunchy, more disrespectful to women, more well, diva y. Okay. Seriously. Let, let me put it to you this way in talking about this. And we're blaring back to Tori here, but I just yeah, wanted to I, establish I think, that. I think that they were more consistent in how they um they were disrespectful. They were more How-a- consistent in their misanthropy, however, yes. In the attitude era, they they 
kind of pushed it over the limit more so at, at times, but I like guess. in bursts, like things that would actually like the the USA was like, hey, you can't like do that, like yeah, but only that a couple really, of times. Quinn. That never really happened in the ruthless aggression time period, I guess. But like Katie Vick did, and Vince always fucking Sable or whatever he did, and jerking off. Yeah, in his that chair. Katie Vick thing though was a one off, and like it's literally like the last time I think they had like. They, like, that the only was, time they had a necrophilia induced angle. I just know what I mean to say. It's like kind of the last time they went like way too far. I suppose. Like, that's all I'm saying. Like it was the last instance of that. So as far as Tori Wilson's candidacy here, I mean, look, with the positives, she seemed like she had a really good attitude. Right. Uh, and was willing to do whatever they wanted her to do. What they wanted her to do for the most part was not wrestle. And even when it was, you got to remember, folks, this is the era where women's wrestling was supposed to be eye candy. Right, pudding matches and things. Exactly. Right or wrong, whether you like that or not, that's just what it was, right? right. It's nothing near to where it is now. And if you're judging her by that criteria, then she was good at the pudding. Right, at the pudding. Pudding and... Uh, so was Bill Cosby. Blonde panties match. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, yeah. And, but not only that, she was in the business for 10, 11 years. Yeah. It's and, not like she so, was a Johnny-come-lately and it, then leave. Is this? And I know this happens a lot with uh, WF here. Yeah, WF. Um, so a lot of people get into the Hall of Fame just because they work there a lot, not because they were any good. Like, isn't like Baron Mikel Sakluna in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Like he, we know he's not good. You're right. And like, yeah, this isn't anything new. I think right. he was the class of '96. Yeah. Now, like, I understand why they would put someone like the Chief because he was there long and he was good. But you know, that's, nevertheless, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, Tori Wilson. I think she's the I worked here a lot inducting yeah she was solid she was she was there for 10 years almost or in wrestling i should say right. for 10 years and again we've reached a point now where you know this isn't 10 years ago or 15 years ago the hall of fame is going to get more broad right. no pun intended as time goes on because there's more people that wrestled and were there more recently that maybe people our age and up don't connect with here's in the, the same here's way the other thing yeah when you say the age thing there might be people that grew up like how we grew up and like Sonny was the bombshell or whatever right. when we watched or maybe Miss Elizabeth was right. for them or something. Maybe Tori Wilson was that to, to, to a, a younger generation. A generation of fans, right? right and that's yeah. a good way to put it. And Sonny's in the Hall of Fame. Right. Now, she was a manager. She's a bit different. But nevertheless, uh, I'm kind of torn. I mean, I guess, sure, put her in, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I've <laughs> reason. I, I don't have a problem, to be honest with you. I don't, she didn't I don't have really a lot get of accomplishments. The, the internet nerds, like, getting really upset about this. Well, but, well, WWE was just voted worst promotion by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, so. Well, I thought that that's actually, like, is still a thing. Like, they're always worst promotion. Like, what, what are you talking? I know. What is that, some big revelation? Like, it sucked for years. Why do they even vote? Uh, but, I, yeah, fine. Put her in. It's okay. Yeah, I, I, That's I, where I'm at. I'm not like... It's probably, mm. honestly, it's probably going to end up being one of those speeches where you're like, I didn't think that was going to be good, but it was really yeah. nice. Like, That's what like, I'm thinking. Yeah, you know what I mean? She just seems like a pro. She was yeah. a pro about it yeah. all. She wasn't a wrestling lover. She got in the business. She worked hard. She's she... probably going to be like, yeah, I was really good friends with Stacy Keebler in Stacey real life. Stacy yeah. Keebler and, mm -hmm. and maybe Natty Neidhart or something. No when she first got in the business. No one, no one actually Why does everyone Natty? always like give her the prop? Like, have you ever known? Maybe older, everyone really likes her. The older divas are always like, I remember when Natty was coming up and now she's a big superstar. It's like, no, she's not a big superstar. Like, she's not good. She, she's not uh, Becky. Lynch or no or like, anyone yeah. actually but okay so Tori Wilson we're both in agreement here kind of thumbs in the middle it's yeah. fine it, it's acceptable like it's like what I don't know they they keep lowering the criteria to get in once put, there isn't any once they put Regis in then the bar will go back up again that's true so that's what we've all been waiting for or like um 
uh, Cindy Lauper or something. Girls do just want to have right. fun. Those those two, I'm those are my like big picks for um, right. the, the celebrity one this year. All right, uh, I have no qualms about this one coming up here. This is a oh. great one. Let's take a listen to one of my favorite theme songs. Public domain city. Yes, it is. <laughs> YouTube can't ding us for this one. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. This music takes me back to WCW 1995, yep, 1995, the like good times. Just seeing them come out on Pro or Saturday Night or something like that. Now, Harlem Heat, folks. Here, here's the thing about Harlem Heat that I think gets overlooked a lot and why I think they're such a good team. Go ahead. Is they always came off as like legitimate badasses. Oh, like even yeah. with the goofy outfits, like it's like look at them they're like <laughs> yeah. huge yeah like, right how, right are you gonna mess with these guys like <laughs> like i don't care how dumb dressed they are or right. whatever you know they they look awesome harlem heat uh great great pick for the hall of fame this oh, year fantastic and it was like such a surprise i don't think anyone saw that coming the only controversy i've heard about it is uh some people making some cracks on the twitter there I think Meltzer himself. I think Meltzer, yeah. About Stevie Ray. But you Get know what? Up. Fuck you, Dave Meltzer. How you about know, that? He's not inducted as Big Booty Stevie Ray NWO. Fruit Booty. Fruit Booty. B, B team. Fruit guy. Booty. He's, he's in as Harlem Heat, bro. And the thing is, Stevie Ray was not supposed to be Booker T. Right. Or he, any other wrestler. So, okay. If you understand anything Go ahead. about Harlem, he's, Go ahead. Stevie Ray is the muscle. He's huge. Right. He's way bigger. Have than, you seen him? Yeah, he's way bigger than Booker T. That's like his strength. And he's like, literally the older brother. Right. So like, it was always like when Booker's in trouble, Stevie Ray comes and right. helps him out because Stevie Ray's like this big guy. In a, in a, it mirrors a little bit the Heart Foundation dynamic. Right. A little less drastic Although, like, than the did, difference between like the hearts. They did like to act like Jim Neidhart was this big, even though he was like short and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Like, but the what are they? The Porsche and the Tank, bro. You know, right. the Porsche and the Tank. Me right. And it's another Porsche and Tank team, though. That's right. Exactly. The idea behind the Harlem Heat. The difference in size was maybe a little less drastic than the Hearts, but the same concept. You know, you had the agile, technical. You know, a quick right. Booker T. He's got like kicks and stuff. Right. Like he's and, all technical. And then just the menacing badasses beat the shit out of you, Stevie Ray. Right. That's what he was supposed to be, Dave Meltzer. Yeah. I. Whoever. What an idiot. Like. Look, Stevie Ray, solo star, who cares? Okay, right, but we're yeah. that Harlem Heat, the team, absolutely. One of the best tag teams of all time. Oh, definitely. Of all time. I'm not, yeah, I will go out on a limb and like really, that is true. And weren't I don't even like, like WCW. Were they like eight times? Yeah, or eight or like, ten or they some had shit. A lot. Like, and here I guess just we'll roll it back real quick, and then yeah, we'll get let's, going. Let's roll it back after we've kind of yeah. gotten the melt <laughs> out of the our world, system here. Out of our system. Yeah. Uh, the real life brothers, Booker Huffman and Lash Huffman. Lash obviously being Stevie Ray, and their first team name was actually the Ebony Experience in '92. I forget which promotion, but that's what they were called. Oh, down in Houston, weren't they? Is that where they came I up from? I think it was Houston. Yep. Yeah, they're from Houston, not Harlem. They uh, were just, actually. Uh, I think Stevie was in wrestling first. First, yeah. And he got his brother in. And yep. there's a whole really nice story about that, about Stevie Ray was on some bad path or something. And like, uh, hey, not, hey or, and Booker. Or Booker was on the bad yeah. path. And Stevie Ray pulled him out of it. I, I saw that on some WWE yep. thing. Like, no, it yeah. was good. Yeah. I, I saw the same thing. They came into WCW in 93 with Colonel Parker during a in during circumstances that are better left unsaid. But let's just say there yeah. was some racial undertones to the whole thing. Thankfully, uh, they flipped that around and. They our initial names were Kane and Cole, right? Before they were Booker T and Stevie Ray. Mm-hmm. Kane was a uh, Stevie Ray. In case you care, 
Cole was nobody, Booker T. Nobody really cares. No, no one cares. Yeah. Uh, but then Sister Sherry came in. Right. Thank and that just, the Lord. Oh, my goodness. Like, okay. Sister Sherry. First like of all, that, Sister Sherry right. in itself. So, well, Sherry always modified her name depending on, like, her uh, look. The Queen Sherry. Yeah, her gimmick. Yeah. Every, she was so good at that. So Sherry get, gets in Harlem Heat, and she's like, I'm going with this. Like, yep. she takes the makeup off. She's, she's like, real down to earth again. Like, street. Street, right? And she looked badass like she i was did. like this is cool as hell like and and sister sherry and she made them look legitimate because the thing that was always important about having sherry as a manager is she always managed big guys macho man million dollar man sean michaels sean michaels yep. rick shane flair Doug- yeah rick for shane douglas shane and ecw douglas, yeah so S- sherry was like if you had Sher- sherry didn't manage like crap like, <laughs> she didn't know, she never did <laughs> no. so so she comes to harlem he when Harlem Heat to me was like the first team that she managed where these were like up and comers. Like Sean was kind of you could tell he was like a little hand picked. Like he got like the mega push. Oh yeah. Harlem Heat was kind of just like a consistent tag. They started team. from the bottom. Right. And really? they were just nothing. And like and they were heels. Sherry got them at like blank slate, not even like much of Literally. anything. Literally. Yeah. I mean, they had only made a handful of appearances on television, you know, pay per view, I think Fall Brawl ninety three or some shit. And then Sherry changes their names to their Names that we know, you know, Booker yeah. T and Stevie Ray. And that's where they started to get over. They were so good as heels and so imposing, dominating, cool to look at, fun in the ring, that they got over his faces even though they were still right. heels. And I think the cool factor is really what carried them the cool a lot. Factor. Because, so at the time, they're fighting people like the Nasty Boys who are like, they say they're cool, but it's like, <laughs> bro, you're cool. fat in, guys in tank tops. You're cool in like... I don't know. Meatballs 3 kind of way. <laughs> You're cool in Minneapolis with Vern. <laughs> Minneapolis, you know? yes. You know what I mean? Yes, like, I they're do. Not, they're not like real. Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? And Harlem Heat was like gritty and real. And they were. They were just awesome. And like, they just seemed like this is the real deal. And when they would beat the shit out of teams like that, I'd just be like, fuck yeah. Right. Like, they rule. Or when they beat uh, Bunkhouse Buck and Dick Slater. Yeah. And they just like beat the shit like you know what was great about that those guys were on like a terrorist tag champs like forever and then i just remember it was like some random like clash of the champions or some shit right, like that right and like harlem heat like just demolished them <laughs> like it was like almost like they'd been like distracted or something all of right. 95 and they're just like what why, like why why are we even like yeah why are we even dealing with these idiots anymore right. and they just beat the shit out of them and they had some good shit against the steiner brothers in 96 yep. they had some good stuff kind of good stuff against the outsiders that actually to me was like one of the last big stands for harlem heat and yep. i really enjoyed that feud because the outsiders came in like kind of like man these guys are gonna kick everyone's ass and like WCW screwed. Look at the and adjective. I, I always think that like I know it nobody really cares or remembers, but like at the match where the tag titles were Harlem Heat like made the last stand but yeah. lost or whatever. October ninety six. Because like or Colonel something. Parker and Sherry love affair thing. Oh God. But anyway, like that match, there's like a point in that match where the two of them like kind of face head to head and like I'm like I'm like, this is so cool. Like, right. it's like the some of the best guys from WWF first, like the best tag team of WCW. And yeah. it was like, this is awesome. They were awesome. Right. Uh, they teamed up until pretty much the fall of 97. Stevie Ray took some time off with an injury, which led to obviously Booker's yeah. big singles push. And, and it made sense because Stevie was older. Um, he was a lot by, older. Even by that point. He was a like, lot older. I felt like it was kind of one of those like bow outs. Like, it was like, Stevie, like, got his brother here. You know, like, he was in the business yeah. longer. He got his brother here, and he could kind of just 
step away and be like proud of him and then just like yeah. let him let him go. Yep. And they did reform a little bit in 99 and then of course the infamous uh team of Stevie Ray and, and Ahmed Johnson as Big T. But that was they were NWO Harlem related or something. No, but Ahmed oh. Johnson was not in the oh, NWO. Oh. I, I, what about uh, Stevie um in the in Stevie NWO Ray was B. in the NWO B team in right. 98 and 9, yeah. And he became a color commentator, which right. was very funny. He's not good, but he's funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, he he's So maybe the, that makes him good. He's got the same goofy style as Booker actually. He's almost they're, they're yeah. kind of they're, Have you ever did you notice that? Well, they are brothers, like, yeah. They are brothers. They might have the same sense of humor. Right, right. Like, cause Stevie was a little goofy. Like, and now yeah. I'm like thinking about how Booker is like, Booker's never serious on commentary. He's just like Stevie Ray in a weird way. Shucky ducky quack quack. Yeah, exactly. Fruit booties, all kinds of stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. But, uh, you know, Harlem Heat overall, man, they were so good as a team because Booker, like I've said, he was a, gr- Booker's a great wrestler, especially in the nineties. Yeah. Now Booker, awesome. he is in the Hall of Fame by himself, yes. right? Like, Correct. and deservedly. Like deservedly so, definitely deserve to be in there. Absolutely, but I thought this is kind of awesome because I think you know what, like as a as a combination, they are like a Hall of Fame tag team. They are, you know. And now again, WWE Hall of Fame inducting a WCW tag team. Vince can do what he wants because he owns the footage. I mean, that's but what it comes fair, down to. He owns WCW and play the clip, whatever you want. I'm but, not going to. But um, I own WCW. The thing I've noticed about um the Hall of Fame ever since, you know, WCW obviously has been bought years and years ago. Is Very that long time. They're kind of just in the mix now. Like, they're not... They're fair I, game. Right. I've never actually, like... I don't get the whole argument by people. It's like, oh, they're WCW wired. Yeah, it's and okay. I'm like, well, WWE is WCW because they bought it. Like, I so, guess, Quinn. So, like, no, I'm just saying it's I like guess. if WWE wants to pick from WCW, I think that's a fitting tribute to the organization as a whole and just something. I think that's fair. It's also a tribute to just something that they own and maybe they should hype because why would you own well, something and not, awesome. not make money off of it, you know? I think we just need to keep hearing the music here as we finish up it's talking so about them. It yeah. really is good. So the thing about Harlem Heat is great tag team in WCW, one of the most recognizable, memorable tag teams for me growing up as a yeah. wrestling fan. And again, I wasn't as much of a WCW fan as I was WWF, but there's no doubt, no real teams during Harlem Heat's time that were in WWF really stacked up. Maybe yeah, Owen and Bulldog were pretty true. good. It's true, and actually now that we're kind of talking about WWF in comparison, yeah. What- did you? Because I, as a kid, wanted to see this. I always wanted to see Harlem Heat fight in WWF. Like, sure, I that would have like, been awesome. I was like, oh, okay. Like, they beat everyone in WCW. Like, it would be really cool if they came to WWF right? and fought those tag teams. Because they were so much cooler than what? The Godwins, the yeah. Headbangers, the New Blackjacks. But I mean, I would have liked to see something like the New Age Outlaws fight, oh, the, see, the, fight now Harlem you're Heat like, in their primes. You know? like, that would have been neat. That would have been neat. Yeah. Uh, but man, I could not be happier about this induction. Me and either. Good for Stevie Ray. Right. He knew what he was doing. Right. He He's not supposed to be a good wrestler. He wrestled to the style of like his character. Yes. Like, and to his tag team partner. And he complimented he, Booker. He is one of the most imposing looking wrestlers I've ever seen, to he be is. honest with you. Like it, big it, guy. I think it's very like understated how imposing he is. Yeah. Like, it is scary when you see him stacked up against some of the other uh wrestlers oh, yeah. at the time. Like he's a lot taller. He's a big dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what he legit is, but probably at least 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. I mean, he's yeah. a very tall, big but man. But he was strong, too. And he's that, big, yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, I'm all in on this induction. Hats off to Harlem Heat. Yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, and, Booker, and no by, doubt. But By the way, hats off on uh, WWE in general on that selection, because that I, that really took me by surprise. I me just, too. I didn't, it, I didn't see it coming, and I was like, 
It was like the pleasant surprise for once. Right. And I don't care if the speech is bad or whatever. You know what? It's like it's their night. Let them. It'll probably I, that, be very that's, good. That's how I always feel, though, about the speeches. I think we, we tend to, like, get on them, like, if the speech is well, crappy. Well, like, Larry Zabisco standing up I there for 23 minutes saying Bruno's yard. On the other hand, I always just like to say that, like. Bruno's yard. No, I just like to say that it's like, it, you know what? It's their half an hour to talk and whatever. Like. Yeah, but prepare something good. I know. You should prepare something good. I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to, like, be like... I wandered into Bruno's yard. Yeah, I'm and not going to be... there he was, through the hedges. I'm not going to be like, they suck. Because I, I might. It so, depends on what kind so of mood Stevie I'm in. Stevie Ray says something dumb, you're going to get mad. No, I like Harlem Heat. I'm just saying. Remember yeah. when Mr. T talked about his mom and that it was, was really good. good and everyone yeah, hated it, but great, I loved it. Great speech. Hillbilly Jim really sucked it up last year. Yeah, you know uh, what? That, honestly, <laughs> that's boring you know as what, shit. What I didn't like about it is that I had, I was like, I had such high hopes so for I. Hillbilly Jim. I was like, so man, I. he's gonna be like the best speech. He's gonna talk about Coliseum Video. He was and there all with this Hogan stuff. the whole time. He yeah, had all these like, stories from probably, the '80s. He probably has all these awesome stories, and he just kind of like. It was just like he got up there and he didn't really know what to say. Like, yeah. and and I guess that just happened. I, to be honest with you, they're pro wrestlers. They're not public speakers. Like, they cut promos and stuff. But I'm I'm just saying, like, it's one thing to cut a promo in a room with five people in it in a, in front of a camera. It's a completely other thing to cut a promo in front of like like a fucking fifty thousand seat arena right. of idiots who are drunk. That's a good point, Quinn. Right, that's I mean, all. That's also known as wrestling, you know, 50,000 seat arena. Yeah, but it's also like, it's a setting where everyone's quiet while you're talking, That's, too. that's like, a that's, good that's, point. That's all I'm saying. It's not, it's not the same as wrestling, you know? No, I agree. So I'd say so far, Quinn, we have a pretty good class brewing here. Again, I Tori Wilson, look, Ivory's in. Her it's WF just, accomplishments weren't much either. Yeah, I... WF. I, I, guess, I guess with Tori, it's just like, I feel like it's a waste of the women's induction this year, but... Well, Victoria could have been in if we're going to put in someone from that era. Yeah. I would have put Victoria in ahead of uh, But Lita's in, right? Lita is in, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they put Trish. Trish in. is in. I guess maybe, well, what about Wendy Richter? Are we ever getting to that? She's in. Oh, wait, no, Lonnie Kai. Why should like, Lonnie Kai be in? Because she fought the Richter at, at, um, well, at the she did. in the first one. Well, I, they might as well, you know. She take fought whole- Blaze at 10 also. Well, don't bring that up. <laughs> and Blaze is in, obviously, right. Medusa. So, well, Leilani Kai's on both sides of the picture. There, she like, is. Yeah, Leilani Kai for 2020. Yeah, All right, let's, do, let's do start that. Start it now. But uh, anyway, folks, thank you again for joining us for our second Hall of Fame bite here as we go through the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2019 inductee by inductee. Again, if you are just joining us for the first time, whether it be on YouTube or on the audio feed, check us out. Go to ovppodcast.com. We have a regular Monday show. It's a really fun time. I promise you. We talk about all different kinds of stuff. We have rankings going on, reviews, all sorts of cool stuff. So check that out. You can follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast, and you can email us at OVPpodcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, until next week, we're going to hang out here in the hall. We'll be back in one week to yep. do the next two inductees. Joe Murata, Michael Quinn, and we will see you next time. See ya! See ya!